you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. This is Tony Dow, and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start off this one saying that the intended audience is everybody. And today, we'll actually be speaking of our special guest, Senior Pharmacy Consultant, Walter Hopgood, on what his role is in the pharmacy technology and informatics world. Before I get started, though, I wanted to say, normally, I have pharmacists on the show, but Walter actually has a pharmacy background, but he's not a pharmacist. He had a background as a pharmacy technician. So he's still in a senior pharmacy consultant role, which is really interesting in terms of the pharmacy informatics side. And, you know, it goes to show different skill sets still being applicable in a pharmacy informatics setting. So thank you so much for taking some time to be on the podcast, Walter. How are you doing today? I'm doing swell. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, for the listeners to get to know you a little bit better, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, so I am uh, just hit my 50s, and so I've been in the professional realm for quite a while. I started out, actually, my first job out of high school, or while I was in high school, was a pharmacy tech. It was mostly just doing order entry, but I got trained into doing chemotherapy, uh, you know, infusions and, and other IVs and such. So I got trained into all that kind of stuff in the state of Alaska. That was in the 1980, you know, 1980s. So I did that for quite a while. Then just perchance one day I, I, I happened into a, to a healthcare IT job into pharmacy IT and did that. And I've been doing some sort of IT job for basically the last 30 years. 21 of those years have been in healthcare IT specifically, and almost all of that is specifically in pharmacy. So I've, you know, pharmacy tech by trade, but I learned to be a little bit of a geek and turn it into a career. Awesome. So you said that you kind of happened into that position, but was there any kind of motivating factor that made you decide that you wanted to, you know, get into the technology side of things? It was at, at first... It was actually me running into, back in the 1980s, the pharmacy and the labs were pretty much the only computerized areas of the entire hospital. Everything else was, back, you know, always on paper. And I had fallen into this. I, I ran into the pharmacy director. She heard good things about me from uh, people that I had worked with in the hospital. I had started out just as a gopher and happenstance like, can you, you know, are you interested in this type of a job? And and I knew that I could not be just a gopher type person to, you know, my whole life. I had to do something with my with my life. And pharmacy has always been something that's this interested me. My grandfather was a druggist back in 1915. And uh, it's just always been interesting to me. So I went with it learned, you know, started out doing order entry, learned how to make IVs, learned how to do, you know, I had pharmacists who were wonderful teachers and they taught me a lot about pharmacy and, and what it is to be a person working in a pharmacy. For, for nowadays, I know that you said you had many years of experience in working in pharmacy informatics or pharmacy IT specifically. Uh, what what are some kind of like examples of the job duties that you've done, like maybe some projects or maybe some of the day-to-day things that you've been doing? 
It, it really all depends. Uh, so I started out my career in pharmacy IT itself and kind of fell into a job where I went from being an end user to actually working for the company that supplied our pharmacy software. And I, at that point, was helping clients around the country with their pharmacy processes, you know, medication profiles and, and everything that needed to be done. And of course, this was back in the early 90s by this time. And since then, I've gone into, you know, stumbled into a job with Cerner, which I worked for Cerner for quite a while as a pharmacy, primarily a pharmacy resource. But that pharmacy resource, of course, can be anything from working on, you know, unit-based cabinets to actually, you know, dispensing medications to getting stuff to work on the electronic medical record. So I've done just about everything. I mean, I, I, at one job, I was brought in actually to audit their 340B program to make sure that they were getting money back on the 340B program as they should and, you know, to find savings where we could. But at the same time, as soon as that job kind of stopped, then they asked me to turn around and become an administrator of another piece of software that wasn't even related to the software I was on. It's just they had no one to that knew that software. So I was thrown into something, chemotherapy software for chemotherapy dispensing and administration and became an administrator for that type of software. So I worked on all sorts of different types of stuff on the technical side, but also on the clinical side to, you know, to help a client, whatever their, their need is, that's my job is to go in, learn what their need is, fill that need, and then train myself out of a job. So when they finally have someone that is, that they can bring in, my job, therefore, is to train that person to be able to to do what I'm doing and eventually just back off to where that person can take over and I can move on to another job within that same client or move on to a job with another client. My job is not to go in and make myself indispensable to the client and like entrench myself so that no one else can, can do the job. My job is to go in and take care of what needs to be taken care of immediately and then come through and teach other people how to do that job so that I can step back. Because ultimately, you know, I'm I'm a consultant. I am there to fill a purpose for a short period of time until I can get other people who actually work for the client to do that job. And then I can step back and go do other things. Awesome. Awesome. So throughout your entire experience working in pharmacy IT, how did you kind of see your experience from being a pharmacy technician? How did that play into how, how did that make yourself more valuable for the clients that you work with? Well, there's there's kind of two aspects to to this consulting and you can come at it from a clinical only perspective or you can come at it from a technical only perspective. But the thing is, as a pharmacy tech, I am able to kind of marry both sides so that I can sit down and talk to the interface guy about how HL7 transactions pass out of the software and we can talk to each other so we can build this interface and make sure that orders 
dispenses, whatever, flow from the system I'm working on to the system he's working on. But at the same time, I can actually talk to the pharmacists or the physicians about things like aminoglycoside allergies. You know, I can, I can tell them that this, you know, this software will, if you're allergic to genomycin and someone tries to prescribe you tobramycin, since they're both aminoglycosides, that it'll warn you on one if you're allergic to the other. So I can kind of talk out both sides. And I think that's what's really valuable. I, when I was a pharmacy tech, I, I kind of take that very, very, I wasn't just a clerk. I, I took it to heart and I learned as much as I could because at one point I actually wanted to be a pharmacist. Just ended up that didn't work out that way. So, but I'm able to go through and, and talk both sides so that it's the client can see the entire picture and not just get one side of a picture. They need to see everything if they're going to understand the project as a whole and understand you and me as a consultant come in and do the best job for the client for everything that they need. That's really good. So I've actually had some pharmacy technicians that reached out and asked about, you know, what kind of roles can pharmacy technicians uh, go into? And you've moved into this role of being a senior pharmacy consultant. So I wanted to ask you if you have any advice for those who are pharmacy technicians now and uh, want to get into that role where they can use their technician knowledge in the healthcare IT side, like what kind of advice would you give them? Well, the very first piece of advice that I tell anybody who wants to go into the type of job that I'm doing is you can't do this for the money. If you, if, if money, it's just like if, if you want to be a physician, you don't become a physician because of the money. You become a physician to take care of people. So for me, I'm, this is something that I love and I, I absolutely love doing. I like being able to make a difference in people's lives. So first, my first piece of advice is do it for love. Do not do it for any other reason. If you, I mean, I don't know who said it, but there's a, there's a saying, you know, find a job that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That's how I feel about being a pharmacy IT consultant. The other thing is, you know, you also have to understand that, you know, even though this is a passion for me, you know, this has to be a passion for you as well. Otherwise, you're going to burn out and it's just not going to be worth it for you. But you also have to understand this is not a Monday to Friday gig. You know, this is not some sort of eight to five job. You'll get phone calls at three o'clock in the morning saying, why didn't this work? You know, we're having a problem with this. We lost this. This is something that you have to be prepared to be a fully integrated part of your life, not just an eight to five job. So find something you love, do it for love and know that it's, you know, it's going to be a major part of your life. Awesome. That's really good advice. And I think that's not really shared as often about finding something that you love. And, you know, it's interesting that from my experience, just talking to a lot of other pharmacy informaticists and um, people working in this kind of field is I haven't spoken with anyone who doesn't love what they do. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, there's an inherent bias too that they all got into these non-traditional roles because they pursued something that they already love. So it's, it's really great that you brought that uh, advice up. And I think that that should ring true with not just this role, but just any role. 
Exactly. Anything you do in life, you have to do it with with some sort of passion. Because if you don't do it with passion, then what's the point in doing it? Yeah, yeah. So I was wondering too, is there any interesting projects that you'd like to talk about? I have done just about anything over the years. I mean, one client actually had me come in and I actually spent a week as a pharmacy technician. I was licensed in the state of California at the time. So I went in and I actually was a pharmacy tech for a short period of time for a hospital in California because they needed that help. I've also done something as, as mundane as helping pack up people from, you know, and move people from one building to the other. That's, you know, that's the, the weird things that happen, but the, the really cool stuff that I've done over the years. So for this healthcare system that is over on the, the East Coast, it's a about six or seven hospital system, mostly small hospitals. I was actually able to go through and automate their heparin dosing protocol. Uh, for them through a series of, of clinical events and clinical rules that went through, gathered the appropriate information so that when they were ready to dose heparin drips for these patients, they had everything that they needed. Um, I tend to do stuff that, you know, the old saying of, you know, think outside the box. I tend to be that type of person where I can come through and you know, come up with a solution for something. Whereas, you know, maybe they worked for a few months, haven't able to come up with a process for, for solving things. Most of the sites, including the site that I'm on now, and probably I'll say two dozen other sites across the United States, back in the early 2000s, before CPOE became a thing, I actually went through and got dozens and dozens of hospitals and healthcare systems ready for CPOE by coming in, doing an audit, doing a presentation as to this is what, you know, this is where you are now. This is where you need to be. And this is what we need to do to get you there. So I've done quite a few different things from anything from, you know, the oncology part for dosing pediatric patients uh, on oncology protocols. I've done system administration for not just the Cerner software that I work with, but on Looking Glass software. I've done just a, a great number of things over the years that have hopefully made a difference for the hospitals that I've worked with and, you know, hopefully made a, a a good impact in in people's lives. I I also tend to be very very safe in the fact that any type of medical medical issue where there is you know the the possibility of overdosing underdosing that type of stuff that really hits home to me only because uh, medication error almost killed my mother an overdose on of morphine because it was a range order for two to ten of morphine uh, from my mom, who was opiate naive. And so ever since that happened, I have stood on the line and said, this is a medication safety line that I will not cross. And as long as I work with, with you on this project, you will not cross it either. So I, I, I tend to be stubborn on, on medication safety issues, but I think I got a good reason to. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what's the use of using technology if it's going to be increasing the issues of medication safety, right? We're simply using it to optimize patient care and improve safety. Exactly. It's it's a, a lot of people I have seen these days think of the computer 
as the brain. So when they're coming at it from a clinical role, they walk onto the unit and they leave their brain behind. The computer told me I could do this, so I'm going to do this. Whereas my clinical brain says, why on God's green earth would you do something like that? So it's, you've got to take, you know, you can't just let the computer, computers are great and healthcare IT is a wonderful thing, but you can't just let the computer run everything. Let it guide you, but you also have to use your own brain to know this is what I need to do for my patient for safety. Yeah. And, you know, that's why they call it clinical decision support. It's support. It's not like your replacement. So Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, for the listeners who, you know, may potentially want to ask further questions directly to you, what's the best way that they can reach you at? Well, uh, I am, I'm not much one for self-promotion or anything, but I do have a LinkedIn profile. I am probably should be the only Walter Hopgood that's over on LinkedIn. I think there's two or three of us in the world. The other one works at some sort of gold company. So if you find Walter Hopgood on LinkedIn, chances are you found me. And I'm, I've always been willing to keep in touch with clients that I work with in the past. There are clients that I worked with 15 years ago that still email me occasionally with questions. The best thing that you could do I mean, as a person, is to keep lines of communication open because you never know when you're going to be able to help another person and, you know, turn around. They may be able to help you sometime in the future. So, if anybody ever wants to get a hold of me, you know, please do. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, I'll be putting a direct link into our show notes for anyone who is interested in reaching out to you. And to be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again for taking some time out of your busy day to be on the show. Absolutely. Thanks. Of course. All right. If you guys like this episode, you can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. Or you can follow us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at PharmacyITME or Instagram at Pharmacy Informatics. Or by emailing me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. But thank you again for listening and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal. Yeah.